If you want to succeed in this new economy, okay. data is the new currency that's going to allow you. Data is the new oil. The reason now you will win in this new economy is because of data. Welcome to the After Hours Podcast with Andy, our date in the building. Super excited to have another After Hours Podcast. At the end of work, I come here. So we end work at 5 p.m. At the end of work, I come here, answer Q&A, either question and answer or question and action. So you ask the questions, I give you the answer or I give you the action steps on what to do, how to do it, and who you should do it with. Thank you for being on the show with me tonight. And tonight I have my special guest, my best friend, homie, the person I live with. Not your homie. Okay, not, not my homie then. <laughs> my girlfriend, all right? Yeah. My girlfriend, Lori. Lori in the building. She's going to be answering or asking certain questions. Okay? Yes. So tonight is a special night because I'm alive. I'm in the building, and I'm excited to give you some knowledge and drop some action. So let's go with question number one. What is question number one today? Okay. If you could describe your day in an emoji, what emoji would it be? If I could describe my day, and that's a good question. If I could describe my day in an emoji, the emoji that I would put would be the dollar sign with a sticking out face. You know the, Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the, the dollar sign sticking out? Yeah, yeah, that one. That one. Okay. Oh, by the way, if you're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, in the comments, you can ask the question, and we're going to ask it here live. Live. Okay? You could also email my company, uh, support at andyaudate.com, support at andyaudate.com, and ask and put the subject line, question for after hours podcast. Okay? So right here, ask the question, send it to support at andyaudate.com, and then the subject line is questions for after hours podcast, and then I will answer your question on the next episode. All right, let's lock and load. What's the next question? Okay. What, what do we have? It's a variety, okay? Mm -hmm. So people are going to know when you were a kid, now, past, present, future. When? How old were you when you started your first business? This morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing like you were five. Yeah, I mean, you, you know the stories, but, but the, my first business started... I think I think my first like legal business, I mean, you know, entities and bank accounts and so on and so forth was probably like 19 years old. But my first business okay. that I was trying to hustle, what that I can remember was Andy's Kid Shop. And at Andy's Kid Shop, what we did or what I did mm -hmm. was my mom had a uh, uniform store. And at the uniform store, what they did was how do how do you my mom sold uniforms for like dentists and, and, and medical doctors and doctors. And then I saw kids coming into the store every single month, every single week, every single day. And I said, what are the kids buying? And my mom said, there's nothing for the kids. And then she gave me a, a, a novelty uh, like notebook that had all the things for her, for, for people to purchase. And I said, hey, I want ring pops. I want jump ropes. I want all these other like novelty stuff and right. I'll sell it. So that was my first business. Still to this day, I have inventory, by the way. And I, that was in uh, fifth grade. So I was, that was, uh, you know, 16, 17 years ago. Okay. So let's go with James, my main man. James, what's the first question from the social media, from Instagram or Facebook? If you want to ask a question, put your question in the comment, and I will answer your question live. If you are watching the replay, 
Simply put your question in the comment or email my team, support at andyarday.com, and put the subject line, uh, question for after hours podcast, and I will answer it. So question, uh, James, what's the question from social media? Okay, we have Miss Anna Cast. She said, she asked, how did you get started? How did I get started in what? Like, in, like being Life. in birth? <laughs> so how I got started was nine you- months before my birthday. No. <laughs> Maybe it's like how you got business started i don't know okay i mean i mean it makes sense you know we're a business show here uh as far as as far as the business man look i've always been a businessman i'm talking about 10 years old yeah. i went out my, my mom my dad said i went to my dad and i said dad can you buy me the newest sneakers nike air force ones with the you know ones with the straps the mid tops i was in sixth grade and i said dad what i want is the nike air force ones please get the nike air force ones for me he goes to New York because every time go, my dad goes to New York, that what what that meant was he's gonna go get some clothes. Okay, yeah. so he goes to New York, go get some clothes, and then he comes back without the Nike Air Force ones. I'm like, where's the Nike Air Force ones? He couldn't afford them uh, at the time, and that's what instilled in me like, hey, I need to go get finances. I need to go mm-hmm. get money. I need to go get to be to be able to get what I, what it is that I want and need. So I, I went out and I hustled ten years old to go to go hustle, and uh, I started shoveling snow. Got ten bucks a door. And then I started raking leaves, got ten bucks of doors, bumped it up to fifteen, and I kept on start, you know, going there, going from there. So I started off from shoveling, now you know, running multiple companies. Okay, okay. Okay, let's go. What's next? What's next? What's the worst advice that you've received? The worst advice that I probably received was go to college. Oh, what? I went to college. No, no, no. That's good. That's not. That's not. It's <laughs> not fair. It's not. It's not that it's bad. Like. Y- you talking about for me though, right? For you, yeah, I for, guess, for, I guess. From yeah. from me, and for me, structure from 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 elsewhere is not like okay. I, I I I'm not that great with structure from elsewhere. Okay, right, right. I defy authority, right? I fight with authority. Anyone who's authoritative over me, I fight. Um, I argue, and so the college idea was just was not for me. Okay, and I could not pass math to save my life. I'm talking about. When I went into college, they gave me the what's what's before. So you went to college, you don't understand that, right? What's before yeah. the college n- numbers? Like what's prereqs? Be, be, no, no, no. Like college, oh six hundred. That's what it was like. Math, oh six hundred. Yeah, I mean sometimes you take those in the summer before you start the semester, depending like which co- which yeah, high school. Sure, uh, take the yeah, which high school you went to. You may need to take classes in the summer. So before for, your first year. So for me, the, what happened was I didn't. They they gave me a test on to see where I'm at, mm-hmm. and what ended up happening is that when I, when I took that test, they were like, "Oh yeah 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 yeah, you you can't jump into the college math." So right. before you start that, you need to do math 0500. Okay, right. I cheated. That's not good. All right, I cheated to. I could not pass. I literally could yeah. not pass. I'm telling you, like the cognitive thinking that it took for the math, but right. writing to write like to to uh, to write essays and stuff. I was perfect. Okay. I write books. Yeah, I, I was perfect. But I couldn't, so 0500, so I went into 0600 recognizing, so they gave me 0500. Right, right. I cheated. Now, to go into 0600, I was like, hey, I want to do this the right way. Okay. Okay? I want to go in with a clear conscience. I want to do this the right way. I tried as much as I can. I came back. I got extra help. I got the tutoring. I did the whole nine yards, and I could not pass the 0600, and I I just dropped. I just dropped out. Okay. But that's the thing about college, though. Um, they make you take so many subjects, whether you like it or not. Right, like right, right. me, I did not like history at huh. all, <laughs> but I still had to survive it like so many times just to get through business 
Eventually, I got to business. Eventually, yeah. I, so I, I don't even make sense for like why I don't even make sense like why why would you need history for business? I don't know. They call it like general education. I think it's that you want to be like well rounded, aware. But mm. I really did not like so many classes until I got to my business classes. Then I was thriving. But it took three years to get there. You know. You, you know, like Henry Ford in the book, no, in in the in the book, Think and Grow Rich. One of the things that Henry Ford shared of how he built his empire. Right. Henry Ford, the, the, the person who created Ford Motor Company, he said that, why would I clutter my mind or my brain with useless information that's not going to help me right. with what I want? And I just think it's, it's a disservice from the college education. If you went to college, I'm cool with that. I think college is a, I think college is a good thing. But, but the, the fact that they, like, you know, they force you, like, you're, you're like, hey, I want business management skill. Just give right. me that class. And then they're like, well, no, you got to take history. Okay, yeah, that's true. Like, wh- why, why would, like, why is that a necessity or can you just skip it? Yeah, no, you can't. You can't, you can't skip it? <laughs> no, I had to go through, like, astronomy, history, government, uh, everything, pretty much, like, so many levels until you get to the core, yeah. you know? But, I like, like we've discussed, college and real-life um, examples or experiences are important. So follow-up question that you could ask or I could ask would be, What's more important when people are building a business, having college college educated team or someone that has been entrepreneur since like ten, that, and that has right. a real world experience, you know? Yeah, it, that, that's why I think it's it, it's honestly a good match. Like I'm not knocking college, right? When I although I'm a leader, and sometimes when people hear me speak about how I feel about Andy, they take it as if I'm telling that for everyone. Like it's, don't do that. Like don't <laughs> like don't go to college. There was a time where my world was so small that I said everyone don't do this. Oh, right, but right. But once my world got bigger and I started learning about other personality types, I go to college. College is a good thing. Right. I want to go back to college. Mm-hmm. I think I told you that. I want to go back to college. But, but not you want to get skip a, to business. Yeah, I don't want to get a degree. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not that I care for a degree, but certain data that yeah. they may have, I may derive it similar to that I would take away from a course. Right, right. On my course. So I would go in for what they know about digital marketing. I mean, mm-hmm. um, uh, print marketing. Right. And learn the psychology that they've studied for 150 years, right. and I'll replace that in, in, in the digital aspect. But it's not it's not about it's not it's not about getting the degree. James, what's the next question on social media? Okay, we have Mexican supply. What's your most important key performance indicator for you, and how did you decide on it? My most important KPI is my net profit. That's a no brainer. Net profit. NP the net profit because money is the report card. You know, there's so many KPIs. There's so many yeah. key performance ind- indicators that allows you to see how, like, we have a spread, we have a sheet. So, you know, June is working on a sheet. Yeah, we love spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. we say, numbers talk. Numbers talk. Yeah. So we have a data board that I can see on my phone of my entire company. So right. if I go to my Instagram, if I go to, and we use a software called Databox. Okay. And if I go to my Instagram, I can see, I'll show you, then I'll show the, the cameras, but I can see how many sales came in Shopify, how many the company overview in Asana, my Instagram nice. bu- business, my Instagram business, my reach in the last thirty days, my impressions. We hit over sixty thousand people uh, in the last thirty days. Okay. Uh, new posts. We're doing more than uh, we're up one hundred thirty eight percent on new posts. Our like our like count. So I'm looking at all this data every single day. My QuickBooks, my Stripe, and I'm looking at it all on my phone. How many phone calls were made today from my appointment setters? Right. And I can see all of that from my phone. I have a bunch of bunch of KPIs that I'm looking at on a daily basis. 
However, the biggest factor is going to be the net profit. All right. right. This is a follow follow up question from Mexican Supply. What's a growing business opportunity for someone that would like to start consulting small businesses? As in, what sectors do you see demand from small businesses business owners? That's a good one. That's a good question. That's a good question. And right now, let's give them let's give them let's give them a, a, a round of applause. So in, as far as in this day and age right now with marketing, mm-hmm. what someone told me was marketing or, or to be an expert in something just means that you're one chapter away. You're one chapter ahead of someone else. And you know just a little bit more. Right. And that gives you a sense of expertise over that individual. Right now, there's a bunch of small businesses throughout America that are suffering that they're looking at, they're looking at what's in front of them, which is their core business on the technical aspect. So what I mean by that, like the person who's a baker, they're focusing on the, the dough and the bread, and that's where the energy's at, but their energy is not on attracting new customers right now. Right. So you may have a small amount of new knowledge that can support them to get one, two, three, four, five, ten new customers through their door. You can support them to drive that the, the, the new customers, and they're willing to pay you. And now, right now, with what's going on with you know COVID and the pandemic, this is the prime opportunity to do so and right. to run a social media marketing agency. Can I also add to that? Yeah. Um, I think that millennials or actually anybody that grew up with technology can show the other businesses that don't have that forte how to get simple adjustments like on a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So if you're kind of like in that situation where you want to change careers or you're starting a small business, small business can include anything like, hey, I'm going to do social media management yep. and I'm going to take some good pictures because mm-hmm. we've seen some pages, right, that have like really bad pictures. Right, right. <laughs> so if you have any type of technical ability, what you think is common knowledge may not be common knowledge to someone else mm, that is not used to social media even like view, like you said, marketing of a business page. Right, right. People don't grow up with that in some scenarios. No, that's one hundred percent right. You know yeah. what I just thought about? So some of the the places you and I shop, mm-hmm. they use a software called Square. Right. And what ends up happening is that when you put my phone number or your phone number in, what ends up happening is that they send me like reward points, and Square does that automatically. Okay. You can actually sign up with the merchant processor. And if you walk into a business and you see them, you see a, a business uh, using like a cash register and they're just manually typing numbers in, but they don't have that software for rewards and, and loyalty, you can sign up with the merchant processor, sign that company up and give them the software and oh, cool. you can make residual income every single month on the transactions that they make. So, and you can make a small percentage. Because you basically help them get information on the customers. Yep. And it's like a system upgrade for them. It's a system upgrade. Cool. And then And then that company, Square or whoever, the merchant processor, they'll pay you a small fee on the money that they're getting. Because whenever you sign up, whenever you sign a credit card, right? whenever you sign up for a credit card, what ends up happening is that the company, the merchant, mm-hmm. the company who's swiping the credit card has to pay a fee. Okay. So you can pay between 2 to 3 to maybe 4%. On the revenue. So for every $10, you're paying $0.40. Cents. Mm, okay. That's a good idea, actually. I didn't even know that. Yep. Okay. From Cheryl Empowers, what you think is common knowledge may not be to someone else. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a good one. No, that, that, that's that's really good. What do you think about that, James? What do you think about that? Like, what, like when, when like you, for when example, think, right? 
what you and James think is common, which is doing a podcast and the video, over my head. Yeah. I I don't know how to do that. But you guys are, it, you thrive in it, you yeah. know? I would have to hire someone to even do anything online, actually. I was just asking James, like, do you know WordPress? Because I need help, <laughs> you know? So I only know business operations. This is different. Yeah, I mean, you know, recognizing that what that's a great point that what you think is common knowledge right to someone else is going to be like oh man what is that yeah what is that and you know i have a i have a friend who uh who does real estate he's actually a client more so and um you know this this guy makes four million dollars a year flipping homes nice but he makes 40 million dollars a year teaching people how to flip homes yeah so so he's teaching what he knows and he makes 10 times the income he makes 10 times the income teaching it versus versus him actually doing it. But he's giving also people freedom. So he finds he thrives mm-hmm. in it because people are, are getting freedom from that. So how much let's break it down percentage. How much time of a business should be spent on research and development hmm. where you're like, I'm going to launch a new product, new service. Let me go research. That's that's, that's a great that's a great. Uh, you know, I think it's a skill set. And I think it's truly a skill set on doing research and development in the first place. Right. If you're in a place where you're starting a business, you're growing a business, you want to scale your business, but more so starting a business, you want to become somewhat acquainted with that area. I'm reading a book right now called Hustle Harder, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. And one of the things that we talk about that I learned in the book is how some millionaires invest their money. And they want to be so sure and they want to understand completely what they're investing in. And so many times you see people that invest money into Bitcoin or things that they don't even understand. And they're just hoping, praying for a return and they never get it because you want to know what it is that you're that that you're uh, that you're doing. So for research and development, if you're starting a business, find a need rather than researching it. I suggest you find a need that you're familiar with and that you know how to fulfill that need. So that means that if you're if you're working at a hair salon and you see that you see for some reason people with ethnic hair constantly have ashy hair that happens with people who have ethnic hair that your hair in your scalp is a little bit drier because the products that are on the shelves at mm-hmm. CVS the Walgreens are not avail- are not for you are not for your t- your hair type now that's that is a clue where you can say hey you know what I'm going to develop a product specifically for this group and that's what i found and i found the product that has avocado in it right that you know that has avocado so the what was normal at cvs or at the walgreens or at walmart that is on the shelves wasn't for my hair type so if you find a need wherever you're working at whatever you're doing find a need and figure out how to fulfill it and now you can turn that into a business that's the best research and development but if you're talking about like, hey, let me just Google and f- try to find out what people need and try to fill it, uh, you, you don't you don't know it. You don't it's know like the data. Theory. Yeah, it's theory. Right. One of my mentors called the pink elephant. He, he said he said it's like a pink. Think I want you to think about a pink elephant. <laughs> the guy hasn't even existed. Yeah, but you you can imagine a pink elephant. Create it. Yeah. You can create it and you can say, oh my, I see a pink elephant. But in reality, have you ever seen a pink elephant? No. Of course not. Let's go to social media. What do we got? Okay, from Cheryl Empowers again. What are your thoughts about how to leverage the new Clubhouse app? Ooh. That's a good one. Actually, today I did a podcast on, yeah. on someone who's really popping in that that app, uh, the Clubhouse app. 
Now, for those of you who don't, I didn't know, even knew it existed though. You didn't. It's like it's like it's like an underground application right now. Yeah. This, or but, VIP. But but I mean the marketing strategy was pretty pretty cool. Okay. They found a need where and they recognized a couple things. Okay. People are list like we're on a podcast right now, but we're also doing this aesthetically, which is like the video cameras. We got like so many cameras on us right now. Okay. And but people would rather listen. How many times, like for example, you you go log on to YouTube and you, you don't watch the video, but you listen to it all the time. I, I don't even know what's on it. It's just audio. It's just audio. Right. So they found the, the they found that people are wanting to consume content through just audio. Okay. And people are so scared to get on camera. But people are willing to to speak. Right. So essentially, the same way you would do a Facebook Live, you would do a Facebook or Instagram Live, you can go on an app and enter a chat room and talk live to a group of people, not just one. And it's not just you talking to a group of people. Okay. You can talk with a group of people on an app, and it's just audio. Okay. There's no, there's no images. There's no images. So that's what the Clubhouse app is. And how can you leverage it? That's a great question. Now, I'm not 100% into the app right now. Okay. That's, that's the first thing I want to share with you. But I want you to understand the understanding of marketing and what the objective is. Right. It doesn't matter about the platform. If right. Instagram went down today and there's no more Instagram, I'm okay with that. Right. That's the, that's the thing I want everyone to understand. I will look at you, Lori, and I would say, hey, Instagram went down. That's, that's crazy, huh? Yeah, we move on. And we move on. <laughs> and we, there's a, there'll be another platform. But what's done on every single platform is one thing only. You want to get data. Right. That's what's going to allow you to c grow your business. So you want to get name, phone number, email address so you can stay in contact. I don't care about uh, a specific app. I want all the apps. Get on all of them. All of them. Yeah. All right. That's number one. So number two, now that I'm on the platform, the objective would be to get people off of the platform. If I don't own Clubhouse, I don't want you on Clubhouse. Okay? That's the... I don't want you on my Instagram. It can meet you there, but you're going to take them to your YouTube or other stuff. Exactly, exactly. So you can meet me there. Then I'm going to take you to other areas. Your website. And I'm going to lead you to a place that will allow you to give me your first name, phone number, and email address. Right. That will then allow you to for us to build a true, genuine relationship. My friends, I have their phone number. Would you agree? Yes. I have your phone number. Yes. I've had your phone number for a while now. Right. A long time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but yeah. it did start on Instagram, though. It did, but what did I tell you? But you said, um, text me or something, something. Even, he even, was super slick about it, Even too. Even her <laughs> in our relationship, I said, I don't want you. Like, let, like, let's start the relationship on Instagram, but what's your number? Yeah. I got your name. <laughs> what's your number? Real quick. So I'm going to take you off of that platform, put you onto a platform that I own. Right. Right? So at that moment, even to date her, I took her off of that platform that I didn't own. And I put it onto a platform, which is my inbox on my phone, Yeah. okay, and that I own, that I can contact her whenever, and that's how you started. So Clubhouse, I'll do the same thing, get you out. Hey, I'm going to get you to a landing page. I'm going to get you to a website. I'm going to get you to a video and put you down to uh, send you into a funnel that's, of course, going to give you value that you're going to love. I'm going to give you specific knowledge that's going to support you. Okay. It's not that I'm doing it in a selfish way. I want to support you. Yeah, at the end of the day, you can get your message out there and get other people aware of you, but it's not to be there forever, you know? Exactly. You like, want to do it with an intention to educate, things like that. There are people who literally had millions of followers on MySpace.com. MySpace goes down, goes to Facebook, and they start off with zero, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm starting my business yeah. all over again. Yeah. Think about that. You got a million followers on MySpace, <laughs> then you go down to zero, then, then MySpace goes, essentially starts trickling out. 
You send traffic to your Facebook, but right. now out of the million, maybe 2,000 people go to your Facebook. Now you're starting all over fresh. Right. Because you didn't have data. If you want to succeed in this new economy, okay. data is the new currency that's going to allow you. Data is the new oil. It's not about oil anymore. We have electric cars. You know, you saw the richest people get paid because of oil. The reason now you will win in this new economy is because of data. Since you mentioned MySpace, do you still use it? MySpace? <laughs> like, do you? I can't even get back in mine. It's yeah, an yeah, email I, that I, doesn't I, exist. You know, it got lost. I, so now I'm actually upset. Like, all my friends are not my other stuff, you know? Man, they're not really that friend. yeah, friends I mean, anymore. Is that, are some they? of them moved on. But yeah, MySpace, MySpace if, is. Let me ask you a question. If, in you logged in, if you logged into MySpace right now, who are my top five? <laughs> no, if you logged into MySpace right now, oh my gosh, would you still would you rekindle any new any of those relationships? Nope, I don't even talk to anyone on my top fives. Anyone on your top five? No. Are they are they in your life? Nope. So they never should have been in your top yeah, five in the first place. Early two thousands, you know. They never are, are your friends? We'll reset it. Yeah. Are your friends from MySpace? Huh? Are your friends for your top five still your friends? Still my friends? Nope. Yeah. What? Nope. I live, I live a brand new life. Who would have thunk? It's like, what I, happened to Tom? Tom? <laughs> oh, you know, Tom's like a traveling, like... Really? He just, he just he made so much money, he just travels now. That's all he did, MySpace, and he retired? I mean, I mean that's that's technically what you're supposed to do. That's kind of cool. You know, he he banked a bunch of money, and he's like, hey, man, you know, I think he got a, he got a wife or a girlfriend, and then they just started traveling. It just you just see a bunch of photos. If you follow the, if really? you follow him on Facebook, <laughs> yeah. he has a Facebook. He has a Facebook. If you follow him on Facebook, it's just a bunch of I stuff wonder of how many, of him traveling. How many people follow Tom on Facebook from MySpace? A lot of people. A lot of people are saying like, if 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 Tom, if, uh, I just saw a post recently that it was like talking about if we were still on Facebook or or, or it was like a photo of Tom saying, yeah, the, the one fact that where you're he's sitting, yeah, the one you're sitting where he's like he's like. Man, you see now all this stuff about politics on your Facebook and so on and so forth. That wouldn't happen on MySpace. You know, stuff, <laughs> stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he would have cleaned it up. All right. Last couple of questions for the night before we head home because this is the After Hours Podcast with Andy Day, where I, I answer questions or I give you answers or I give you action steps, okay? Okay. After Hours Podcast, after we finish work, I come on here and I answer specific questions about life, finance, and business to obviously progress daily. Let's go with the next question. Lolo in the building. We got Lolo. Okay. <laughs> Talk to me, Lolo. What's the hardest decision you've had to make? <laughs> that sounds more the intense than it hardest, needs to be. <laughs> the hardest decision that I've had to make, that I think in the last five years was probably move to L.A. Last really? five, six years, yeah. But you wanted to move. Like, why was it hard? I was scared. I was nervous. I was now that I see like the life that I live, meeting you, being in a relationship with you, living the life that I li live now, I mean, I can see why fear, you know, was creeping inside of me. Like, I, fear is a direction. Fear is if you are scared, that's the direction to go in. Like, if I could ask God and say, God, tell me which one I'm going to do. I think fear that that bubble, that bu butterfly in your stomach, is the direction to go into. Like, if you're saying, oh, stay in your environment that the you're known. comfortable with. Stay yeah. in the known, which you know already, and you, you don't have the butterfly, but you have the butterfly feelings to up and leave and go somewhere. I think that's the direction for, for me. So I had that feeling. I was scared, and I jumped, came to L.A., okay. built a brand new life, built a name for myself, and built a business. And now I'm like, hey, man, it's not that I don't want to go back, but it's what, what I recognize is that progression is available for me, and I can control the outcome of my life. Okay, okay. So the hardest was moving? Or was it more of starting a business over? 
No, the, the business wasn't the hardest. The hardest part was like the first step, which was right. packing up my car. I remember, so my mm. car left before me. So I was originally raised on the East Coast in the small state, Rhode Island. Okay. And my car left. I remember it was me and my best friend, Patrick. Right. He, he, we, we drove to a, a huge parking lot and a big tractor trailer was there. And we called him ahead of time. So we, we asked him to go there. And we, you know, put our belongings in this car. Okay. And I put my stuff in my car, and he put his stuff in his car, and then we shipped our car, you know, to California from the East Coast. So once you do that, there's no going back. So my friend, <laughs> my my friend that my childhood friend went with us because okay. he was our ride back. Now that our cars are there, he was our ride back, and he said, "I cannot believe you that you actually guys that you guys are actually doing this." I thought, you know, it was all hearsay until right. Well, right now to see your cars go. There's no turning back, man. Unless right. you stop them in Minnesota and say, come back. And that's <laughs> no. not going to happen. No. no. So, so when I saw that, that's when it was like, yo, this is official. This is 100%. Okay. Interesting. So once you packed it up, it's, there's nothing else you can do. There was nothing else. Forward. So it was probably like around that decision that was the hardest yeah. versus, versus actually like staying. And like that, the business and the challenges that I've experienced afterwards right. was all growth opportunities. But the hardest part was taking that one step forward. So, like, when people, like, for example, like, start a business, buy a course, like, it's that first step that right. is the scariest. Everything else is, like, it's like a domino. Mm-hmm. Every other domino is going to be easier to fall down once you push the first one. Right. So, that was the hardest one. Do you think it was easier because your friend was with you? Because there was a situation when I moved by myself mm-hmm. and I really felt homesick. Yeah. Luckily, I made other friends that helped. Do you think it helped that he was there with you? So, it was a piece of home. I think it was easier. You know, we, we talked we talked about that. Okay. Uh, I think it was a little bit easier because he was there. Um, you know, we also talked about what I have gone even if he decided to stay in, in, on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And I'm not 100% sure. I was leaning towards, like, I would have gone anyway. Right. I would have I figured it out. Um, but... But um, it was definitely 100% easier. Shout out to best friends. Look shout at out, that. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to best friends. You got to have the right people in your circle. And, you know, one of the things that he told me was the reason that he left. Because of you. Yeah, because of <laughs> me. Because he said, he said, I don't have anyone positive around me. Oh, wow. You know, he said, I don't have. So if, I, if you leave and you're going to experience this new growth and this new life in California, leaving the hood on the East Coast, mm-hmm. when I look around my in my my neighborhood, I don't have anyone else that's that's talking, you know, positivity growth. and future and growth and success mind minded. Right. You know, even when I was fifteen, I was like, man, you know what we could do when we get older? Right. Imagine us being twenty five, <laughs> running a business, and people are like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of the stuff that I said, like even you know, at fifteen years old, and I look ten years later. Yeah. It's like actually the norm, my norm, like to be on flights. It's not a crazy thing to be on planes, but I right. have friends who never been on a plane before. I know I travel like once a month. Yeah, you're always it's a traveling. Norm. It's a norm. It's a norm. Like yeah. to get on a plane, it's like taking getting on a taxi, getting an Uber. Yeah, so a lot of people move to LA because they think they're gonna meet some famous people. They're gonna get a break. Who's the most famous person that you met while in LA? <sighs> That's a good question. Like, was it worth it? Who's the most famous person that I met? Maybe you have like a top three. No. Um, cause I don't look at people who are like, I don't say that they're famous. I used to. Okay. When I moved to LA, I was like, Oh, you, oh my gosh, you, this, you're so-and-so. Yeah. I don't get starstruck either. I'm like, it's, you're a human. You're a human. Yeah. If you, you get cut, I you feel bleed. Like, I've, I've, yeah. Like you just, 
You bleed the same color I bleed. They're human, yeah. You're breathing the same air. There was a party that I went to. All right, there's a there's a guy, his name is Lance. He is okay. if you go on to like CW Network, CW sixty eight, uh, a bunch of movies, he's in those movies. Okay. But when I'm so I saw his Instagram and he's he pretty much posted this was when I just moved to LA. So he posted that he's gonna be at this certain party. Okay. He was an alumni of uh, all black college on in Washington. But he lives in LA because he's you know he's famous. Mm-hmm. And so I go to this party, okay? True story. I go to this party and I'm expecting to see the celebrity. Now he wa- he he ends up coming in like an hour after everybody. Usually you know, fashionably late. Yeah. He comes in an hour after everybody. He gets an Uber of a of a black on black suburban. Gets out of the Uber, walks into the party, and I look at him and I'm like, cool. And so I'm not as <laughs> impressed as everyone. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, Lance, like, ooh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, you're human. You look not too, not too far from what I look right. like. You know, you, you could be a cousin or something for me. But what I, what ends up happening? This is why I say the opportunity is in the show up. Yeah, you have to show up physically, and you got to show up powerfully, and be seen and to be heard. Mm-hmm. So at this party, I meet a woman. And this woman said, asked me, like, oh, where are you from? I said, I'm from the East Coast. I just moved to L.A. And she says, what do you do for a living? I, she says, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a motivational speaker. Literally that morning, I decided to be a motivational speaker. Just that morning. She says, oh, my gosh, you're a motivational speaker? I need you to come talk to my kids at my school. Oh, wow. My that's first so cool. Gig, my first gig was from this woman, which her and her boyfriend I became best friends with. Like, we mm-hmm. are still close to this day. And she gave me my first opportunity to speak in front of a group. I took, I recorded that content, yeah. sent it back to my high school, and I said, "Look, I'm speaking." They called me and they said, "Hey, Andy, would you come speak out of my at our school?" I went to go speak at the school, and that started my speaking career. So, do you think in that scenario, testimonials are important? Like, if you say I'm a motivational speaker, show that you are. Yeah, yeah. Or people don't believe you. They don't believe you. What? Yeah, I'm a doctor That's too. That's so rude. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm a I'm an attorney, and I'm a tax accountant. All right. Wow. So I do all that. I need to see the real deal. But when you show the paperwork. Right. Now that makes it real. When you show the video, especially nowadays, now when you show the video, makes it work. Video? Uh, question? Okay. All right, so we got one more question, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. Thank you so much for joining us on the After Hours Podcast with Andy Arday. One more question, and if you are on my Instagram, I want you to ask the question in the comments. Go to my last post on Instagram. I want you to write After Hours, question for Andy for After Hours Podcast. Put a colon, then ask the question. My team will take a screenshot, send it to me, and I will answer your question on the After Hours podcast with Andy Day. What's the last question for us tonight, Lori? What do you think stops a business from growing? Money. What? Yeah, 100%. Really? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I mean, money, the lack, the lack thereof. And so you, you, you got to figure out, and, and it's a constant game of, like, figuring it out. Like, right. Like, you... Like, I've never seen so many CEOs jump back into the driver's seat in their business after the progress, after the, uh, the, 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 the COVID-19. Pandemic. The pandemic. Really? So many CEOs are jumping into the driver's seat of their car, of, of a business that they were semi-retired for. Mm. That they semi-retired for 10 years. Right, and, right. And, and everything was on autopilot. Now, as soon as the COVID-19, boom, I got to jump right in. And you see them there because they're trying to save it now. Right. Because you could literally lose your business. With the pandemic, you can lose your business overnight. Okay. Seriously. So now you got to figure out the new way of getting money. There's a new way to market to your customers. There's a new way to get in front of your audience. There's a new way to convince people. There's a new way to persuade. There's a new way to build relationships. And now you got to figure out this new world 
that we're in post a pandemic. What happened in 2018, I think it was you that, that shared this with me. Like mm-hmm. you had people, right? One one of your your coworkers or your ex coworkers which which went to their grandparents and mm-hmm. said, Hey, you were there during the recession in 2008, 2009, 2010. Right. And you were there during a previous recession. Right. A little older. You were there during a previous recession. How do we win in this new economy? Yeah. And what, she, what, did, she, what did she say? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> well, I, re- I remember. Wait, yeah. you told me that last year. Yeah, yeah. I remember that wholeheartedly. She said, baby, we've never been through something like this. Oh, right, right. I know who you're talking about now. Yes. Yes. So KK. KK, yeah. Little KK. Yeah. My, that's a really good friend. Um, So she said that, you know, as soon as everything was happening, she went to about a few generations back and said, what do I do mm-hmm. now that COVID is here? And they basically said, hey, there's been some situations, recessions where we don't have money um, or situations where things are closed. We haven't been in a situation where it's both. Yeah. That was tough. And so, on to, to add about that, to add yeah. livelihood. Right. And the Not, big, like your, your their, life. the health. Yeah. Health, the yeah. health risk. They've never been in a situation where health is a risk, is at risk, and there's no money in the economy. Right. It's a combination. It's a really bad combination, you know? 2000, um, 2008, 2009, 2010, I was, this was, I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th yeah, grade. Yeah, we were too young to know. Too, too young. So when I see videos about people packing up their offices and closing down right. their businesses, I see all these videos are like how people are saddened, but I see everyone without mask. Right. 2008, I I remember people saying like, why are you going to college if there's no jobs? Mm. But my health was good, so I could still go out and get a job, you know? Right, right. Here, we're in a bad situation, you know? But with that being said, that just means that we have to reinvent, evolve. Reinvent, yeah, yeah, reinvent. And do realize that it's not a repeat of history. You're gonna scare the people. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Una más. Okay, we have Garcia G. How do you find balance with business and personal life? There is no balance, <laughs> shit, man. There what is, is that? <laughs> there is no damn balance we with business. We live here. Yeah, we live here. <laughs> we live here, man. I, the, the curtain comes down, I pull out my mattress, and I sleep and I wake and I'm playing. <laughs> But but seriously, like there That's is a good there is no balance. There there is no balance. And I could tell you something vulnerably. Her and I are still discovering that. Yeah. Yeah, we're st- we're still discovering what what that looks like. And I think that when you're in a relationship, right? We should have our own relationship talk show. But oh, when you're man. when you're in a relationship, whether it's with just yourself, your family, or in your your business owner or your, or your partner, your the man or the woman in your life, you right. I, I think truthfully. It's about integrating. And we have many integration conversations in our life. Yeah. Where we're we're integrating things, but it's about knowing, like, for example, I know one of the things that she kind of presented to me was when I do the, the uh, a certain live event every single month, mm-hmm. maybe twice or even, I think the most I've done is three times in a month, where a large group of people pay and we get on a live Zoom call and we do a, a, a training on marketing the brand. And it takes up weekends. So it's it, not Monday to Friday, you know? Yeah, it's not a Monday to Friday. It's it's a but it's a two day full live event where I'm speaking for fourteen hours. Yeah. And I'm up standing up for fourteen hours talking to the camera and talking to a group of people, right. teaching them how to start, grow, and scale their business through marketing their brand with a specific system. And when I'm sharing that when I'm doing this, what I've noticed is that like you kinda kinda give me the space mm-hmm. and you're aware of like what needs to be done. Um, even as simple as like ironing my shirt the day of yeah. and, and setting me up proper. 
So I think it's going to be, there's not a balance. It's more of like a flow. What are your thoughts? Yeah. On those days, I end up like remodeling the house yeah. or I take a self-care day. Because, <laughs> yeah, you got to really think about the other person's schedule. And I think it's about finding time for yourself while the other person is busy and they can do the same. But if personal and business, the way I see it now, they're combined. Yeah. It's not like you're going to shut off your brain. You know, because we are both business minded. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So even in all other situations, even if I only had an hour in between a work day to go eat with my family, I'll switch gears and I'll go take that hour. Uh-huh. And 60 minutes later, I switch back, back. and I'm in business. So it's it's, it's a har- Cause it's harmonious hard relationship yeah. rather than balance. Because I think when I, see, when I hear balance, yeah. it's more of saying like one side is equal to the other side. So the amount of time I spend at work is equal to the amount of time that I spend in my relationship. And that's also like a equal pie of how I spend time with my friends and my family and, and working out. Like if I spend 40 hours of, uh, at work, I should spend 40 hours in the gym. It's hard. And, and, and get my 40 hours of sleep. So that's balanced. But realistically, it's not you're not going to have that. Yeah, you can merge them, which is kind of what we do, you know, like little bit of both yeah make make it work and there's a lot of things that she does that that she takes over and then a lot of things that i do that, she, that i take over so it's about harmony and if you're talking if you're single and you're just talking about like how do i find balance in myself for yourself, for yourself uh recognize that in business there is no balance but it's about really understanding what is true and genuine for you in your life and creating a system for that yeah if you're an individual for me i had a rule no work on sundays yep at all but you're different. You like Sundays to set up your work week. Yeah. So as an individual, you got to figure out what makes you feel complete and grounded so you can be okay the next day. So me, Sundays, don't talk to me about work. Andy, he has a to-do list I got on a, Sunday. I, got, I, set up, I set up my to-do yeah. list uh, specifically on Sundays. And, I mean, look, it works, it works for me, mm-hmm. but for some people, it doesn't work for it. So you got to learn. You got to try new things. Like, I'm constantly trying yeah. new things to figure out, like, okay, that works for me. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us on the After Hours Podcast with Andy Arday. You want to tap on that, James? Gracias. On the on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us on the After Hours Podcast where I end work and then I do a Q&A at the end of our night and I bring in the team, uh, Lori and James, to answer your questions, give you questions or action steps for you to accomplish in your life business. Create wealth, create the lifestyle that you desire and get paid. Thank you for joining us. 